My name is Leah. I finished a documentary called I Bleed, where I went on a journey to break the taboo and the negative cycle around periods in order to create a new one for my daughter, Ava. In this voyage, I met a lot of interesting characters and learned a lot of things that I wasn't able to include in my film. So I decided to have them in a podcast divided in series. In this series of I Bleed, I explore alternative ways to look at our menstruation and experience our cycle. In this episode, I travel to Beirut and sit with Alia Galim, a yoga instructor and an advocate for women's health and growth. We meet in the beautiful gardens of the American University of Beirut. The background and the setting is beautiful. In the middle of a city, we sit in a lush garden with the sea as a backdrop. Alia talks to me about the concept of conscious menstruation and body consciousness. Why do you think women are uh, women are so disconnected from their appearance these days? Women are so disconnected from their appearance these days because they are in general disconnected from their essence, which is a woman, a woman practice. And why do you think uh, menstruation is so important for women? For, uh, for women, menstruation signifies what she is, who she is, how she um, resembles within herself, with her own self, me as my own woman. So menstruation is that uh, reminder for a woman who she is and because it allows her to um, filter on a monthly basis, filter everything she's been living. Uh, my husband calls it as a press, uh, press button to restart. So let's say you were living through a very hectic month. You had very uh, stressful relationships and events. You just restart that button and everything flashes out. So you are becoming reborn again. So you believe that menstruation is like a, a cleansing of the body and soul? Menstruation has such depth levels from physical to very deep spiritual. For me, I understand that it's meant to be where woman retreats into her inner temple, which at the same time she's not allowed to go to temple, uh, like a mosque or synagogue or anywhere. She retreats to her inner temple and she's connected directly to that divine channel or God or universe, whatever you call it. So she retreats there and she is able to receive information. So for example, in my practice, I literally, when I start PMSing, I start having ideas, I, have, uh, I start uh, understanding some reasons of um, stressful situations or how I should deal with this person. So it's like, you know, all the blurred uh, picture of my life suddenly becomes vivid and I'm like, okay, okay. So actually I'm journaling everything. So it's just, um, it's a big source of information that woman is not able to receive anywhere from outside. Uh, why do you think religion and a lot of society actually have this connotation with menstruation that it's something dirty, that like women during menstruation should not pray, they should not touch certain Bibles, they should not cook. Why is this connotation to menstruation of something yucky, dirty, okay. evilish? If we scroll back to the beginning of the history, um, who is woman? Let's go to Eve. And she is somebody, a woman, who made the first sin and failed. She, because of her, we are given birth. Because of her, we are um, suffering during birth and uh, carrying a baby. The labor, like God said, now you will 
suffer and give birth in the suffering and torture. Uh, so uh, from that moment, I think from woman to woman, from woman to woman, of course, we don't know what is really true, but so many centuries, so many centuries women are carrying that they are sinners. So if you open religious books, you are a sinner. You are born in a sin and whatever you do, you are a sinner. And who made that person? A woman. So there is always shame and uh, unconscious guilt in every woman for being a woman. So she always feels she is secondary, secondary. So if you think of menstruation, the essence of impurity lies in the uh, flesh that is dead. So if you look back to science, to esoteric knowledge, to any religious book, what is most impure is something that is dead. It can be excrements, it can be rotten food, it's, um, it's blood and menstruation and uh, dead flesh, so the corpse. So everything, it's like, this is not for us, this is not for me because I'm a living being, so I should not touch it. But the thing is, the menstruation, when it comes out from the cervix, it's not impure. It's pure, it's very actually pure, because this is a, was a leaning and the egg that has come out. When it comes out and it stays there for a while, that's becoming impure because it's rotten meat. It's rotten meat. You wouldn't cook a rotten meat. You wouldn't touch a corpse. The corpse is as dirty as the blood that was like two or three hours. So that's why, for example, there is a perception that menstruation is stinky. Itself, the blood, if, you, if women who uh, use, for example, menstrual cup, and they take the cup and they see the blood is still warm, it's still alive, it's just few moments it's still alive, and it smells like candy, like something uh, sweet smell. It doesn't have this rotten. So when it hits the pad and uh, mixes with other fluids of woman and with uh, urine, it becomes very rotten. So urine as dirty as the menstrual blood then. It, it's logically. And women lose their energy through menstruation. During life, we approximately, averagely, we uh, menstruate for 10 years. 10 years of our life, we are menstruating. And we shed around six uh, and a half liters of blood. It's more than blood in one human. One human has five liters of blood. So during this lifetime, woman sheds a whole human being. She loses blood. She loses life force. So woman goes through such a natural sacrifice in order to produce life. And for that, she is punished. She is rejected. She is considered impure. Like we, we are really sick in our head, I would say. We really need to readdress this. By teaching our girls of how to consciously menstruate, we will benefit on many levels. First of all, uh, women of the world will uh, reduce their emotional stressful state of being scattered and lost chaotically and complain. They will be able to see the connections of monthly events because every month, if you look, you are going through the same cycle. Nothing new is happening to you in this life. Everything is reoccurring, all the stress. It's okay, it's new people, it's new situations, but your reactions to them are the same. So if you know that during PMS you have this or after menstruation you have that, you are consciously predicting. And there is a saying, a wise woman can predict her future because she plans it. So when you are tracking your menstruation, you can plan your future. Let's say, in my menstruation, I'm not gonna do 
a very strong project. I'm going to put it to my ovulation where I am on the top of my physiology and I can succeed. On my menstruation, I'm not going to travel. On my menstruation, so you can actually predict and plan your future. And sometimes women think, I have no idea where I'm going. I don't know what I want. So this can help them like a, a lighthouse uh, light, you know, to, to guide them. Also, it will benefit to arrive to the essence of womanhood uh, in a very, very positive and healthy way. I'm a woman. I love myself. I know what's my purpose. Uh, I know what are my abilities and how to deal with them. I know what is womanhood, giving birth, menstruation. Isn't this what is built in society? Like, where do we have all these people? They're coming from the womb. And if we look today, the world is in such deep chaos, wars, conflicts, deaths, everything is happening and so much violent people. We are giving birth to these people, we women. We women are rising the humanity and we are uh, teaching our children. What do we teach our children? So we are so sophisticated and developed in terms of like technologies and uh, cosmetics and everything, but we have no clue what is woman and motherhood. What, what is your recommendation for like a healthy menstruate, like how to live a healthy menstruation? Okay, healthy menstruation uh, consists not just of menstruation. I would say a healthy cycle monthly. So a woman is somebody who lives a double life. She is externally very active and woman. She has so many roles, wife, sister, whatever. And there is another very sacred and um, subtle and secret life, a mystical. It's very like a moon, you know, moon is there, she's shining bright. And then woman, uh, moon is there, but she's hidden. So this is the same way woman is the moon. So on that mystical side of her life, she can con uh, practice her menstruation and she doesn't need to share it with anyone. It's just her own relation with herself. First of all, it starts, and it's interesting, by the way, that science and medicine um, names the start of the period when you start menstruation. If you ask any woman, it doesn't feel like that. For me, it feels my cycle starts when I finish menstruation, I exit and I'm like reborn. It's a springtime, it's a rebirth time. So this is where I start my cycle and I'm going to start from this. So. Um, this period from menstruation to ovulation is called yan. So you are rising to the masculine side of your. The masculine means acti active, actions outside, visible, loud, hot, like touchy, you know, everything is very um, uh, exposed. So you are planning your life, your uh, big projects, your very um, important meetings, your business life, your transitions, whatever you're planning towards ovulation, knowing that your body is now supporting you because it accelerates the hormones. So you are reaching to the peak of ovulation and from ovulation to menstruation, it's a yin period. From when you um, pass ovulation, you are still active, but you foresee that in two weeks or in 10 days I'm gonna enter my menstruation so you're slowing down but you're still active you're slowing down but you start seeing your calendar like okay maybe less meetings maybe less uh, talking whatever so you're entering menstruation before that you hit an PMS so PMS as premenstrual syndrome for me I 
consider as um, practical meditative state, okay? Practice of meditative state, where actually PMS is a zone, you are not still menstruating, but you are not ovulating anymore. It's like a transition room, you know, where you're stuck. So in that moment, me, myself, when, uh, since I started practicing uh, menstruation on a conscious level, wow, it's just amazing, amazing time where I became so sensitive. I can feel thoughts of my husband. I can predict things. Let's say people are having conflict and they're arguing about something, but I can see there is another hidden reason and they don't understand, like they need to express something else. So there are so many things you start seeing and you feel your body on a, such a uh, delicate and such a um, small level, such a subtle level where you feel like, oh, movement of your breath changed or you start in sweating. If you will notice you have more cellulite coming out, so women are fighting with cellulite, but it's a part of nature because the water transitions and blood consists 95% of water. So uh, the water changes and it goes to another, even skin, everything becomes different. You are like, you know, your hair is standing and you're having these goosebumps. You're just a channel of like satellite receiving everything. So then you can uh, benefit by journaling. During PMS, a normal woman, like who is not uh, practicing everything, she will go to complaints, um, burning out, uh, having colds as well, and uh, suddenly saying such negative things. So let's say all month she was calm, calm, and then she comes to her husband and she hits him with like such a dilemma, very, very emotional screaming and hysteria. I so think, I, I think most women commit crimes Yes, mainly may, m many women think of suicide during PMS or commit. Yes, exactly. So uh, why it's happening? Because as I said, the hormones are so strong. But the thing, what is in the message of woman during PMS? This is true. This is really honest what she needs. So let's say, for example, I live in a house which I don't like. I live in a neighborhood which I hate, but I have to somehow bear with it because there are no other conditions. During my PMS, I'm gonna to come to my husband and just make a drama scandal that I cannot live in this house anymore. I hate this house and like exaggerate, exaggerate. So if we remove all these emotions, emotions out, out, the essence of truth that she, we need to move, that she cannot continue her life daily cooking and uh, raising her family in these conditions. Man needs to listen to what woman says during her PMS not listen to the emotions but listen to the message because that will benefit him and this is how they practice conscious menstruation together so when uh, pms hits she's aware she starts preparing herself to retreat uh, i would say on a physical level she needs to relax her muscles on a such a deep level like you know we women because we want to look sexy and have a very narrow waist we are contracting the stomach most of the time and we don't breathe on stomach level we uh, sorry belly level we breathe here mostly it's a very i would say emotional center this is back to child because children newborns they breathe through belly this is a life center and this is where we menstruate so she needs to go back to that level and um, relax all the muscles so the 
this like a flower the uterus relaxes and sheds easily it flows it doesn't go like uh, blood clothes and something with pain so you relax when I started noticing like my my sense of awareness during menstruation is so sharp because I'm constantly my mind is there like I'm looking at you I'm talking but my mind is there my inner vision that when I just pick a bottle and I bend forward to pick a bottle I feel how I contract the muscles it's not even me they contract because it's a physiological reaction of tissues pulling so I started feeling like okay there are certain things I'm not doing I'm not carrying some anything heavy so I'm not uh, spending my days in a vertical position why because there is a life force which is called gravity of the earth anything you drop falls down to the earth all the fluids of humans they always come back to the earth so the pull of the earth the magnetic pull is very strong sometimes I feel and many women say the same it's very hard to stand you need you want to sit down you want to lay down why because the earth is calling you and your body is telling you lay down so being in a horizontal position disrupts this uh, magnetic pull of gravity and this time it's not from joint to joint to joint from up to down it's this way horizontal so it's spread equally through the body and you can shed there is another thing that I recommend for women to do is avoid verbal talking so the body has uh, apart from the diaphragm that is in the thoracic that we know there are three more diaphragms in the cranium in the throat here and one in the pelvic floor so these are like strings when we talk even now I'm talking I feel like I'm talking not just from here as if my whole body is talking they vibrate together they work together and this is also known for opera singers they are not singing from throat they're singing from belly from the lower diaphragm to project the voice so a woman when she goes to over talking she engages too much she loses energy and the interesting thing that during menstruation women lose their voice they become like or they have a cough it's it's actually a sign shut up like stop talking and in general women have tendency to gossip more than men they have tendency to talk more they're very verbally ex expressive so woman during menstruation she needs to understand that she needs to cut all the cords with external life so she can be with herself it's not easy it's not easy I can tell you from my own practice because um, when you are like in your room closed door you're not going out and there is you feel like as if you're missing on life you know and the times become so long and and it gets this is where I feel we need to tack into our strength the woman's strength is not going and competing in office and delivering results it's actually holding yourself tight at home for this only three four days and then you're gonna benefit so much it's becoming boring it's becoming like okay come on I've been in bed all day well you don't have to be in bed you can also journal you can listen to music you can do a very gentle stretch uh, like yin yoga something anything that uh, you love to do I, I can paint for example I I put things I have so many ideas or many uh, ideas that I put into my exercises during the courses are actually coming to me during this period but unfortunately I feel society doesn't really give room for that like I think I mean to be able to practice this retreat from society for three four days 
it's very difficult for society <coughs> to accept this. Like, you know, if you have a nine to five job, it's very difficult for you to say, sorry, I'm taking three, four days off because I yes. have my career. Even in terms of like family. The way we deal with menstruation today shows that we live in a very masculine world. So we have all the comfort, uh, like pads, tampons, everything provided for a woman to stand up and do deliver her work, achieve results every day, 30 days a month. It's not beneficial for society for a woman to retreat three to five days a month. Like uh, also a woman is considered to be emotional. So let's say if you need to hire a team of people, mainly sometimes people think, oh, let me hire men. They're less emotional and they don't PMS and they don't have menstruation. Uh, so the society made women to become more masculine in order to be competitive in this society to like, I can deliver this result, I can do even better work. And they are succeeding in this. Uh, another thing that I would really recommend for women to take naps during menstruation, because these naps are very different. It's not just like I want to sleep. So how I do it, I, there is a very interesting music online available everywhere on YouTube. It's like binaural frequency or menstrual cramp music. So you put that music and it lasts for like two hours. You put that music and you go to your bed and you curl up. I, I feel like I'm in a, literally in a womb. And then you are just going, it's like a yoga nidra. Yoga nidra is translated as a yogic sleep. You're not fully asleep. It's not a night deep sleep, but you are between awake and sleep. It's like this spaced out, out of body experience. So you are dwelling there and I feel like as if I'm very deep in the soil of earth and somewhere I'm just with my body. And when I also, when I have very strong cramps, I go to that zone. When I wake up, no cramps. They just, they start um, slowing down five minutes after I set myself and I'm listening to this vibration of these cramps. And I swear it becomes like a voice. You can, you can feel the waves of the cramps and then they slowing down. It's really, really beautiful. It is recommended not to have intercourse during menstruation. Where do we uh, exchange a lot of energy? Where do we put so much emotions? With people that are the most close to us, children and husbands. So husband, even when he touches me, like just my cheek, or I feel like I don't want to be touched right now. I just, just leave me. Just let me be the way I am now. So it's actually recommended not even to share the same bed. In my practice, I sleep separately. It allows me not to have like, you know, chaotic night because I sometimes I break even my rules and I go to sleep with next to my husband and my night is like, I wake up, it's restless. It's re and he feels as well, he feels restless. So we started feeling and really, really appreciating this practice of separating beds because when I'm sleeping, I want my field in my zone and my aura or whatever you call it, my energy with myself. So when you're coming back to your husband, that sense of retreat from each other brings such a refreshness to relations. It's like he looks at you like a, at a new woman, like a new girl, and you feel like you are kind of in virgin state. So actually woman in her one month cycle, she goes from little uh, seed, which is the embryo, then little girl, a mother, a crone, then she dies and she comes back as a girl again. So even if you are 40 or 30, you can feel that and you reflect that and you attract that intention and relation towards yourself.
I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to tune in next week to listen to another interview with another expert. If you are a menstruator and would like to share your first period story with us, or if you want to check out other first period stories, the trailer of my personal documentary, and a cool period art project I'm working on, please visit my website on iBleed.com. That's i-bleed.com. Thanks for listening.